I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hello, this is uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean, and I'm with Alan Cochran. Morning. Hi. The A team. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lovely rendition. Yeah, it? in case you're wondering at home, I've got a, se- a selection of wine glasses with various <laughs> levels of water in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do they do that? It's amazing. Something to fall back on, though, that, isn't it? It's yeah. nice that you've got I, that I hate that's very BGT. BGT, oh, well, Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> yes. I, know, I know what you mean, but um, I haven't, you know. You see, people have a go at it, but often. I've known people being nearly a semi tone out. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, evaporation, of course. Mm-hmm. You have to retune on a constant in, in hot weather. Mm. Anyway, um, thank you for tuning in this morning. I, n- I know you might not have tuned in. This could be an accident, but let's just pretend, just for the benefit of my self confidence. Um, you can text us if you like on eight twelve fifteen. Yeah, well, I, look, I love that. Oh. I love that. It's completing my sentences now. He was straight in there. Very generation oh, game host. Like being Ronnie Quite Biggs. Uh, Quite a radio moment, wasn't it? No, I like I like a radio moment. Let's face it, there aren't many on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was that smacked of professionalism. Getting done early. <laughs> so, Frank, I'm going to eat my chocolate bun ears while oh. you tell me about your week. You're starting at the ears. Mm, I always start at the ears. You see, sometimes with a lint bunny, I like to take the face off with one mighty <laughs> snap. Oh, God. Just leave it. Let's leave a crater where its <laughs> snout used to be. Oh yeah, twitch that, twitch the crater if you can. Rabbit boy. That's what I'll say to my... Um, yeah, we have chocolate bonnies today. Guess mm. why? Because the poisoner brought them in. <laughs> I know, that'll be... Uh, that's reassuring. <laughs> um, actually, they're an unusual shape for lint bonnies. <laughs> Never seen ones with a small bottle shape before. Anyway, look, um, it was... Um, it, it is Easter, and happy Easter to all our listeners. Um, but last weekend, of course, it was April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. And I don't like to let an April Fool's Day go past without an April Fool's Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> Frank's I, pranks. Yeah, but I tell you what, I... Um, I hate Frank's pranks. I hadn't, I hadn't planned. I hadn't planned anything. I had to, uh, I had to improvise. And I, I, was, I, I got up in... The, I was staying at my girlfriend's mum's. Oh, yeah. And um, Sandy Mason. And uh, I was... I got up and, you know, first thing you go to the toilet. And I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of a, of a prank. And uh, I, I thought, and I thought, no, I can't do that. And then I, uh, I thought I'd come up with the leaking toilet. I mean, it's not a classic, right? <laughs> it's not spaghetti trees, is it? <laughs> you mean just tell them that the toilet's leaking? Tell them to- rather than block it up. Well, that's, not, that's not an April Fool. That's just a nuisance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but bear in mind, you know, she's a seventy-year-old woman. A leaking toilet is, you know, at, on bank holidays. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a major. Yeah. Oh god, it's a major problem. And there was a part of me that thought, you know. She's 70. She's got to get up the stairs to check it out. This could go horribly wrong. But I thought, you know, so no pain, d- no gain. How did you put it to her, Frank? Do me your prank voice. I went downstairs and went, oh, sorry to arrive with a nightmare. Weirdest <laughs> 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 thing you've ever done. But um, the toilet is really, really leaking upstairs. It's, 
<laughs> she said, well, I was up there. I said, honestly, it's really, really... She went, oh, no. I said, oh, no. I, oh. So, um, <laughs> she went up the stairs. She went up the stairs. I thought she could drop it any minute. T- Two-thirds of the way up. I thought I pushed it too far. But no, she made it. And, uh, and Kath, my girlfriend, went with her. And the three of us looked at the tire. And she was peering at the floor, <laughs> trying to find it. And I went, uh, April Fool's. <laughs> and, um... And it went quite well. She went, oh, and I really? think, you know, you know, people, I think people who are pranked mm. like the fact that they've been pranked often. Do you think that constitutes an April Fool, Alan? Be totally honest with you. <laughs> well, him. I was thinking on the my The toilet's feet. leaking. <laughs> I know, but I didn't want to take it too far. You know, I, I didn't want to say, you know, there's a, there's a dead, uh, there's a dead, uh, Llama on the landing, <laughs> or suggest that you just have ha- been commissioned to do a th- what was it? Thirty-part series with Got Quan. This is what he once said to Kathy Allen. Yeah, but that was, well, was a different know, April Fool. Frank, tell Alan what that was. I see, yeah, I I, I said that I'd uh, been commissioned to uh, <laughs> do a series with Got Quan in which I walk around uh, northern <laughs> towns in, in an avant-garde outfit. <laughs> And it's called. It's called. I remember like, exactly what it's what called. It's called? called. Would you wear this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called. Why are you wearing that? No, it's okay. would you wear this? Anyway, and she. We got to the point where she said, "Honestly, if you do this, I'm going to split up." With you. <laughs> and by then, I was in so deep. I was in. Actually, I was quite deep into some velour knickerbockers <laughs> with, um, with ferocious underwiring. <laughs> um, but I did do it. There was. I did a second um, April Fool this as well. Was- Last, last oh, shortly after that, did you say the boiler was playing up? Done by, <laughs> did you get them both done by noon, or did you not obey the? Uh, no, I, I got them done by noon. Got them out the way, yeah, because nice. I knew because I still had the sister was still upstairs, so I, there was All another right. victim in wait. Absolutely. <laughs> but I thought I have to get it out before um, they regale with tales of the old leaking toilet <laughs> prank. <laughs> Already gone into folklore in their house. But, you know, more soon. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, so... So, meanwhile, uh, over in uh, Prankster's Corner with you... (laughs) Yes, so, um, Rachel, my girlfriend's sister, came downstairs and Mm. I said, uh, Morning. (laughs) She said, what's the matter? I said, uh, did you notice there's a bit of a gap on the forecourt? She said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, uh, uh, you know, my car got nicked last night. No. And, uh, no, it didn't. I'm, uh, <laughs> no, no, it didn't. See, I'm so good. I'm <laughs> so good. The cockerel <laughs> knew that I was recreating the line, still fell for it. <laughs> and she went, oh, no. And then, um, and then Kat started laughing. And, of course, the whole thing collapsed, like a house of cards. Yeah. Oh, I bet it, you were angry that she ruined oh, the prank. I was absolutely livid. <laughs> it reminded me, my dad often used to say, if ever you commit a major crime, never tell anybody. He always mm. used to say that. Oh, <laughs> lovely, thought, lovely oh, life lesson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a child. He said, if ever you read the true crime books, they've always told somebody, they've always, you know, confided in that. Right, he's right. So if there's anyone mm. listening who's got a major crime in the offing, yeah. My dad said, tell your lawyer everything, tell your accountant nothing. Did he? Right? Yes. Yeah, my dad would have said that if he'd known what an accountant was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... It just, I'll tell you what I quite like, though, is that um, I, uh, I I don't lie uh, very much at all in my, in my normal life. I've almost eradicated lies from my general um, 
good for you. I would agree with that. I'd describe you as a very truthful soul. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, oh, it's a contract time again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I, it's quite exciting. And I suppose there is part of me. It's an ego thing. I think I'm quite good at it. And I do. I enjoy it because it's a bit of act. It's an acting job in many ways. <laughs> Your recreation of it was not amazing, but well, <laughs> that first moment of the coming down, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you know, happy with that? You didn't do it like that at the time, did well, you? Well, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not complete. I have to do a, an hour of Alexander technique <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> um, and that's certainly what I used to do when I went to the supplementary benefit office. Mm. I had to get into character. <laughs> um, I've been known to tell the odd porky, Frank. Yeah, less so these days. Um, but I, one of the worst ones I told was I'd split up with a boyfriend and I ran into a friend of his and I was a bit jealous because he'd met someone else and I hadn't and mm. I must have been about 20 and he said, oh, have you met anyone else then? And I said, yeah. He said, oh, so you're seeing someone? I said, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got a new boyfriend. He said, all right, what does he do? And I said, he's the manager of Suede. Why did I say that? <laughs> no, you see what you did, you, you nailed it to, uh, you defined it to, to quite... Thingy-ish. I lied. Like, I said I was going out with the manager of Swayze. See, if you'd have said I'm going out with a chemist, I mean, how, how could they check? No, that? but I wanted to sound glamorous. I wanted him yeah. to think he shouldn't have let me go. So I lied. Well, I well, suppose if he'd come back to you, you could have improvised and no. said, no, no, I said I meant the manager of World of Swayze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Milton Keynes, you know. So, I mean, it's an enormous shop. There's quite a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I like that, though. I like these the specific nature of the lie there. Yeah, you you haven't gone, he's, he's in suede. No. It's like one step removed from being in suede. He's the nearest to it without it being no, but checkable. It's too che it's, no, but it is checkable, isn't it? Not in those days. They wouldn't have had the internet. How dare you? <laughs> she was only 20. It was 1919. <laughs> she was only 20. <laughs> <laughs> Emily was 20. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. When the messenger arrived every morning on horseback. <laughs> With the missive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the town crier. He was a mine of information. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but but did you enjoy the lie? The lie? The lie did actually come back to haunt me in oh, a no. terrible way when I went to a U2 concert a couple of years later and I was with a friend who knew about this lie and uh, didn't realise it was a lie. They thought I had dated the manager of Suede. Right. And uh, someone said we were at this U2 concert in the VIP bit and someone said, oh, Suede are over there. And they oh, wanted to meet no. them. I said it was very awkward. It's it's too awkward. I can't go over. <laughs> I did. I styled it out. I got away with it. Yeah, oh, good I, for you. You had a good reason for not going out, and that was your mythical relationship with the man. <laughs> <laughs> had they been scotch guarded? <laughs> very good. Yeah, well, you know, I like the idea that if Swade went out in bad weather, they'd have to be scotch guarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going to bask on that for a little while. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute radio. Frank, we're talking about lying this morning. Mm. Well, it, you described it as an April Fool's prank. Yes. What you done, which was, what did you do? You said the uh, toilet was leaking and your car had been stolen. The car had been stolen, sort of moving into uh, more prankster areas. I, I've, see, I used to be a rubbish liar, and now I don't do it very much, I suppose, you know, because... You'd think I would have gone even worse, but mm. I, I was quite impressed by my uh, performance in that. Mm. I remember when I was at school, I invented a, a sister, because everyone else seemed to have a sister, and I felt a bit left out. <laughs> I'd be about 11 or 12. Did she have a name? Uh, what, well, uh, Trisha? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. see, I had a big sister, but I wanted uh, I wanted a little sister that I could uh, because everyone would say, "Oh, God, no, she's really you know playing up," and I'd say, "God, yeah, Trisha." <laughs> um, but the problem, the rubbishness of it is that my mate, who I basically uh, invented this sister to impress, because mm. he got a little sister. His little sister was called Trisha, <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even come up with a different name. <laughs> Absolute rubbish. I think that's why, partly why I don't do that much lying. I definitely am one of these people that is more lied to than lying. I'm definitely, I'm a bit gullible, and I, I always want. I'm is, that loads from, of, is that a line from King Lear? No, <laughs> I am a man more sinned than Exactly. I, King Lear on Absolute Radio. I think, uh, <laughs> I think lots of comics lie when they're in taxis because when the taxi driver says, "What do you do for a living, mate?" The the, the cliche is that the comic says, "I'm a." I'm an accountant or whatever, something really dull so that they then don't have to hear taxi drivers telling them jokes for half an hour. But I can't, because I always wanted to be a comedian. So the way, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a comedian, yay! <laughs> and so <laughs> invariably I end up hearing the dull jokes for half an hour, but I still haven't managed to go, I work for Swade, I'm their band manager or whatever. You know, I'd like yeah, a good uh, life. Uh, didn't you go out with Emily? <laughs> 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 It was before That's the internet. How do you know? Lied my lies, spread. When I was, I always say I'm in road planning. If I'm talking to, <laughs> that, that gets them on my side. Can you imagine saying that? All right, I know. I work. I work for the immigration board. Can you? Oh, <laughs> oh God, you might as well just th- jump out of a moving cab. Sorry, uh, sorry. When I was living in Australia, yes, I lived in Australia, oh, and uh, our neighbour Gwen, our neighbour Gwen said, "Now, do you grow anything at school, dear?" And I didn't, of course, it, think, but I wanted her to think we had a sort of nice Anne of Green Gables sort of childhood mm. and not a eating remnants out of the parents' dinner party plates. <laughs> so I said, yeah. She said, oh, what do you grow? And I went, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say potatoes? And she got really angry, fact. She went, don't lie. Oh. She shouted oh, at me. She, she pulled you up on it. <laughs> yeah, she did. See, we had kids, every, they, every class has the class liar. Yeah, he gets famous for it. But we never reprimanded. Our, I won't name him. But we never reprimanded the uh, David Cameron. He was called. <laughs> we never reprimanded because we like to. No, you go for it. Then we can all sit around talking about you know the uh, yeah the, the exotic, lies the exotic dancer folk storytelling or something. Then, I mean, we it? all lied. I mean, the virginity lies. To be fair, oh yeah, we all you know. I met this girl at a bus stop. And we went to a <laughs> derelict yeah. house. I mean, we all told those lies. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Anyway, um, if you tell, if you've uh, if you've told, if you're any, a liar, any, if you're a liar, text us. <laughs> on the subject of pranks, uh, we've had a text in. Hi Frank and Gang Happy. So on the theme of pranks, when I was in school, there was a teacher that none of the kids liked, and it turned out none of the teachers liked him much either, as a bunch of other teachers pranked him by moving his desk to the staff gents' toilets. Hilarious. The teachers <laughs> pranked a teacher. The teachers pranked a teacher. That's oh. how you know you're not a popular teacher. That's, isn't it? that's a bit Lord of the Flies, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what I don't like about all this, that I feel like I might be that guy. Mm. I think it's. Uh, I th- that sounds to me like um, bullying at work, and there's a, there's a lot of it about. I, we don't approve of that, obviously. <laughs> oh, don't we? I'm glad you told me. <laughs> <laughs> there was my. Uh, that's a guy I worked with whose wife told him that the, the reason they had a mixed race kid was because of the iron tablets. <laughs> That guy you work with? Yeah. Oh, Alan? No, no, it was when I worked in a, worked in a factory. It wasn't. Yeah, it's a major, it's a major celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.
desk been moved to the gents' toilet. What's that all about? <laughs> oh, come on! It's a lark, isn't it? <laughs> um, Lighten up. <laughs> Lighten up. We've, uh, we've had an email in that I wanted to uh, air to Emily Dean here. Um, oh. It's, it's titled... Is it from Suede? It's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's titled One for Emily. Oh, uh, God. This is the perfect subject for a for such a beautiful lady as yourself. Oh. Samantha Brick. Discuss. Oh, God. I, I think you said it, I think it meant it was from Samantha Brick. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a great judge of beauty. I should, Bricko. Say, I should say we have had many emails asking about our opinion of uh, Samantha Of Brick. the Brickmeister, yes, as I call her now. Yeah, she's, um, she's been quite popular this week, oh. Samantha Brick, hasn't she? Well... Okay, I have quite a lot to say on this subject. We should right. explain, in case, you, yes. in case you don't know who Samantha Brick is. Where have you been? I'll, I'll be the uh, narrator, yes. and then you can be the protagonist. Um, she was a lady... I, I actually saw this article, the original article, before the kerfuffle started. I was, I was, I was browsing the Daily Mail website, mm. and I saw this woman said, it's really tough being beautiful. And I thought, well, I'll have a look, because you'll be beautiful. Mm. And then I thought, have I clicked the wrong page? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she was... She, I, I won't, um, I won't spoil it. But anyway, I, she's going on about the problems. I think it begins yeah. when she's on a plane and, and someone, uh, a stewardess, brings her a, uh, a bottle of champagne. She yes. said, a lovely surprise from the captain. She said, I wasn't surprised at all. This happens to me a lot. It's one of the problems of being a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. And as I read it, I thought, I can't even look at the comments at the end of this. I cannot even, because <laughs> yeah. they they're bad enough if you're in there saying, um, I've just bought a horse. I mean, yes. uh, they'll say, you you know, you idiot. But um, <laughs> I thought this woman is going to be, and I think that is correct, it escalated into yes. a, a, yeah. a violent it's attack. Got, she says, well, one of the things she says, she says that people blank her because they can't handle her beauty. Yeah. She said, for example, only last week, a neighbour totally blanked me. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think I, that... I, I, that's something she actually said when she was hosting uh, Blankety Black. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it has... An adult version of Blankety Black. <laughs> You suggesting she's got to look at Les Dawson? <laughs> was it Les Dawson? <laughs> no, she has been compared. No, it was um, Terry some, Wogan. Some of the comparisons. Lee Dixon in a wig, she had. Oh. Brian Connolly of Sweet Fame, she had. No, let, let's get this up. She's all right looking, isn't Can she? I t I'll tell you exactly what she is, Frank. Tell us. She is um, the what was considered beautiful in the 70s, so pre-beauty salons, pre-surgery, all that sort of stuff, right. pre-grooming. She's someone who Terry Scott would have fancied in Terry and June. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's a lack of grooming there, the teeth. There's a lot going on. And I <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I thought she was... You've seen that film, The Fly Machine, when Jeff Gold, Goldblum <laughs> accidentally gets in... Yeah, yes, he gets in. He gets into the fly machine. Sorry, it's called the fly. Yeah, and he gets in, and a fly accidentally gets in. And when he comes out, he's half yeah. Jeff Goldblum and mm. half fly. Um, <laughs> I've um, be become a, a, a fly, um, and um, I think it's as if Lauren Laverne and um, Camilla Parker Bowles had got in the fly machine. Oh, that's good, yeah. Frank. I like that. And then he comes out. But I felt a bit. I mean. I suppose one thing she's achieved is that people don't hate her for being beautiful anymore. No. Yeah. They hate her for not being beautiful. <laughs> but also, I think people fear her and give her a wide berth because of who she's married to, perhaps, rather than what she looks like. Have you seen her husband? French, he's French, French isn't he? Yeah, he's a sort of French equivalent of Charles Bronson. He looks a bit like Leon. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the hired killer man. Yeah. I'm not suggesting for Sleeps a second. Right can a I say? Drinks milk. Can I say officially as an absolute radio representative? <clears throat> I'm not suggesting that he's a killer of any kind. <laughs> Samantha Brick says, I can quote all day what she says. She says older women are the most hostile to me because they fear their own bloom fading. Oh dear. <laughs> Yeah, oh dear is the word. 50's knocking and she's getting louder, I think. Well, uh, I... I mean, I like her confidence because, you know, one meets so many attractive women who say, oh, God, I look terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, you know, it's it's quite nice to hear a woman who believes in herself. I mean, I... Let's let's, let's put our cards on the table. I, if I'm going to be absolutely candid... I think I'm the funniest man on the planet. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, but I, but I tell you that in confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I mean, I am slightly ashamed that I think that, but I have to put my hand on my heart. I do think that, and anyone who doesn't think that, I can only say to them, "Yeah, but you're not with me all the time. <laughs> you miss a lot of my comedy goal, but whereas I, I hear everything. Um, no, I'm ashamed that I feel that, but I do feel it. And at least she has, 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 has come out of the um, ego closet and said, no, I'm absolutely beautiful. You may think we are both very, very misled in our opinions. <laughs> well, I suggest you try Magic FM. <laughs> um, you'll be back here like a shot saying, no, no, he is hilarious. <laughs> oh, she's gone too commercial now, though, Frank. It's like the Charlie Sheen Tiger Blood thing. Yeah. I've gone off and that's like when I went off the craze when they got too commercial. Yeah, early stages I like, you know. <laughs> what she has to you can't judge your beauty by uh, men throwing themselves at you. She's she talking about people buying her train tickets and stuff like that. It's absurd. She never has to pay for drinks, she said. I don't believe no, it. No, but I that's because men it. are you know, I let you. How can I put this in a mm. in a breakfast radio kind of way? During the Korean War Yeah. Um <laughs> it was reported that um there was a, the, someone came across six American soldiers having um, a physical relationship with a, with a patch of wet sand. I love it. You right. sound like a legal team. Six men in a row. <laughs> now that shows what men are like, doesn't it? It's not about it's not about beauty. <laughs> I love that the sand is like their ex. <laughs> yeah, but I can't help but think that those six men didn't buy that sand a drink or a train ticket. Or I, don't think, I, I, doubt, I doubt if, it, if it <laughs> even... She, she must have mm. something about her. If I doubt so if that's even not unusual. Wrote, wrote an I love you heart with an arrow through it in there <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> that's what I doubt. Um, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'll, okay. I have a quiz question for you after this. Oh, we're, not, done, we're this. not done yet. No, 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 but... Um, we have certain obligations on commercial radio, okay. which I'm about to fulfil. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, if you had to list um, your um, your female heroes, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to ask you to list them, but how many truly beautiful women do you think there would be in there? Well, is the question a leading one, suggesting I'd only pick ugly ones? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just because her. I'm just testing her theory that yeah. um, women have some sort of resentment towards um, other women if they're more beautiful or they see them as more. No, beautiful. you see, I don't agree with that. So you're going to change your list accordingly now. No. <laughs> Don't say Nancy Delolio. Only pre-show. You know she's one of my idols. Mm. No, pre-show we were talking about Alexa Chung and how beautiful we found her. Yeah, you didn't say she was one of your heroes. No, that would be stretching it somewhat. 
but yes, let's not talk about Alexa Chung because my I think my view was my worry is that her, I don't want to go out with anyone whose kneecaps cast a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shouldn't be. They shouldn't be that raised. No, I don't know what you Now you got it. That she needs some carbs. All right, I speak. No. I speak. I speak as, as an act of kindness. But wasn't that why ladies got cross with Samantha Brick? It wasn't that she was saying she was beautiful. It's that she was saying other women didn't like her. That is yeah. why she got cross. Yeah. But that might be because it's true. I don't know. I'm asking you. No, you're I, a, I, you're a female representative. Yeah, as a female representative. But I, on. I mean, go on. one of the reasons that she said that uh, other women didn't like her, one of the bits of evidence that she gave for that was that she'd never been asked to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's about By the seven same foot. logic, I've only been best man once. Does that mean that all my friends don't think I'm funny? Is that because it seems a oh, weird so. logic? I'm afraid it means exactly that. Yeah, no, I'm... Al, it's because it's because you're too tall. Is it? And it's, she's about seven foot because no one wants Gandalf coming no, up because, the aisle behind them. It's because she's too beautiful, <laughs> and the bride doesn't want to be outshone on a special day. It's as simple as that. It's like when you're booking a. a a support act on tour. Uh, <laughs> Funny-ish, but not funny. <laughs> so any certain... of my support acts are listening, that was a joke. Mm. Not, not that you guys would get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with Alan on this, though. I just think there's been a series of unfortunate incidents which have led her to believe that women are jealous of her and actually they're just a scared of that insane looking husband who carries a gun <laughs> round with him but we, does he carry a gun yes there's a picture of him with a rifle he yeah, says he shoots yeah. boar and there's a picture of me with tony the tiger <laughs> from the frosties but i don't go around with him yeah. that might have been one incident yeah. okay i went to a football match with him once <laughs> it's a long story let's just say he had heat exhaustion yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to tell it now. Oh please! There was a bit, and I said he, he was very quiet telling the time. Was he? I said you all right? He said. Oh. I feel terrible. <laughs> well, he's normally so positive, Tony the Tiger. Uh-huh. In fact, when I said, do you feel all right, there was only one word I was waiting for. <laughs> and uh, and he, um, he said, oh, oh, no, he said, I got sunstroke last week as the Pink Panther. <laughs> well, I've been told some things in my time. Anyway, um, she's, the thing is, she's all right. She's all she right. looks all That's right. That's exactly it, though. She's a six and she thinks she's a nine, so... People are Alan, sort of. Oh. You've nailed it. No, no. he's nailed it. He's no, got... That's the Has problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it kept... No wonder you've got. No wonder you can't quiet. It's an April Fool's prank that went wrong. <laughs> oh no. So prank. <laughs> Maybe the whole thing's a prank. Is that? Have you have you considered that? No. I mean, isn't? Well, that was raised on the Daily Mail comments page several times. Was it? This oh, whole you, thing. Alan's April quite a fan yeah. of that. Page. Because she's taken. What, I mean, she's taken the name Sharon Stone and turned it into a slightly uglier. Samantha I, Brick. Yes. <laughs> it's deliberate, isn't it? <laughs> Can I ask you something? Could I turn the tables, Adele style? Yeah, what I table. would like to ask you is, does that mean then that if you get bought a drink, so men don't think you're beautiful, is that what you're saying? They just want to have a physical relationship with sand, essentially? No, I don't think that. But I, what I'm, I'm obviously one sees a woman and thinks she's beautiful and mm. often you're led in by the physical but then when you find the person inside you think actually this is a person i'd like to you know generally yeah. hang out with that mm. of course that happens but i'm saying that men being attracted to women mm. you can't that doesn't make you beautiful that makes you female oh, there. yeah i'm sorry yeah, yeah. i don't want to be cynical about it but <laughs> geez, old 
Brico. She's uh, she's you know she's read too much into Brico. it. I like the, there was she's been in the news that much this week that last night I put the telly on and saw that BBC Two had a program called Brick by Brick, and I thought it was going to be her <laughs> talking about herself. And it was it was a documentary about architecture. I think it's an ama- it's amazing though that you can get so famous so quick just yeah. by a simple thing. She didn't even have to just be- by being awful. No- it makes a girl think. No, but there was no cat in the in the bin moment. She just no. said something. <laughs> All she said was, "I'm beautiful." I say that every day on this show. Have I got my own TV formats being offered by Oprah? Frank, oh, we don't know the Brico has, do we? Well, I don't. But she's getting a lot of offers. She must Frank, be what's new a lot then? Of yeah, yeah. She's used to it. She'll be batting them off, won't she? <laughs> what would her show be called? Because it, it's a it's a. There's well, a maybe they can text of... in Frank. Yeah, they'll have some ideas. Brick yeah. bricker break. Another <laughs> it could be called if it was daytime. Yeah, yeah, like the loose women slot. Brick yeah. brick. <laughs> Another brick in the wall. She could do like a Holmes under the hammer type program. Yeah, or she could oh, do a good. shopping program. Brick through the window. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like through the keyhole. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get 500 of that. If there's one thing that you listener guys are good at... <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's it's the punning title. Frank, we've had what I call an Uncle Frank Corner email where listeners sometimes <laughs> seek your advice. Oh, yeah. This is from Tom in Kent. Mm. He says, Frank, Emily and Alan, I met a Hungarian girl on Thursday who speaks no English. Shall I ask her out? I know this is off-topic. Well, it's going to have to be in Hungarian. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Um, it kind of... Uh, I, it wouldn't work for me. Would it not? No. Why not? Well, I've, I've always... racist. I've always... Uh, yes. <laughs> Firstly, I'm profoundly racist, and secondly... Uh, no, what my problem is, I think gender is a big enough barrier without going into the language as well. You oh. want someone, you know... I, the fact that Kath doesn't like um, Forbidden Planet, the, the movie... Mm. I find a great rift between us. She's not alone in bed. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. It's, it's hard enough as well to find things in common without without not having any language in common. It's a oh, shame because okay. I don't want to be responsible for uh, something that could have been brilliant. But my advice is forget about it. Oh. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Hello. I've turned my headphones up too loud now. I think I've mm. just popped an eardrum. Anyway. With those little friends of mine, <laughs> Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. <laughs> Cochran. Well, I had to make it. It, it is... Um, slightly forced. Right? What is it? It's, ra- it's Ramadin and Valentine, the original, mm. I think, but one has to... Uh... Can I say, by the way, uh, if, if you'll um, give me a, a personal moment, that... Uh, our producer, Emma um, Newman, has mm. had her baby. Oh. And so congratulations to you and Mike. And um, and he's called Joseph Atticus. Love that name. Love yeah. That. They've done very well, the Newmans. Um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird's become a great source now for baby names. Um, I believe that the Beckhams took Harper Indeed. from Harper, Harper Lee. And, Harper and Lee, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that Atticus is coming... Uh, from Atticus Finch, the lawyer in... Uh, to no, it's from that nightclub near you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Atticus and fla- Flame and Frying Pan, isn't <laughs> and it? Incandescence. <laughs> yeah, incandescence. Massive, massive Atticus. <laughs> <laughs> At- I suppose it could be a reference, obviously, I, I, I don't text this in straight away, because I bet loads of people have come up with this, but um, <clears throat> Joseph Addison, of course, the 18th century essayist, 
Mm. Uh, the Joseph bit, but oh. also when Pope referred to him in, in a poem, he called him Atticus. Oh, did he? Oh. So it might have come from that. I've actually got a framed uh, document signed by Joseph Addison on my wall. Mm. Yeah. Absolute radio. <laughs> yeah. What's on your walls? Text in, eight to What have you got? What, have you got anything unusual framed on your walls? That's a good fellow. Like a, pi- yeah. a picture of a painting of you as the Pope. Well, right. it need, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> yeah. I've got that. You have yeah. indeed got that. <laughs> but it, it, need, it needn't be, uh, you know, it could be a document of some kind mm. or, or whatever. I've, uh, that's what the kids say. I've got a photograph of me pointing at my own name in Blackpool's comedy carpet. Have you? <laughs> How weird is that? That's, that's excellent. Self-indulgent. No, that's a good thing. I think a picture of yourself is fine, isn't it? I am my own screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? How tragic is that? You and Samantha Brick. Yeah, I'm coming over as an egomaniac this morning. Mm. Very idea. Still, it is Easter. <laughs> Uh, Frank, we've had some rather exciting news. Re the cockerel. The cockerel, it turns out, has come over to the dark side. Mm. He's now been watching a bit of uh, Saturday night reality TV. Yeah. I I never thought I'd see the day. I've got the gigs drying up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's partly doing this show. I don't do weekends in comedy clubs quite so much, so I kind did, of... pe- did people say that to Imogen Thomas, by the way? <laughs> what, you're coming out <laughs> on a Saturday night? Is the gigs drying up? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went back home last week and uh, and I ended up watching The Voice. The Voice. I missed The Voice last week. Oh, I you missed it last week. Yeah. I was, uh, oh, I, was, was I was visiting. Is what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? There was a nana in a wrap dress. Tom picked her. He was a nana bit gutted. in a wrap dress. I know. <laughs> I know. What did you make of it, Al? I didn't watch the whole show. I missed the very start. Oh, um, hey, here we go. No, that's all, it's all right to miss the start. Don't, I did pause it. But um, my sister-in-law, I tell you, when I when I was interviewed by Des O'Connor for the very first time. I said, did you see me on Des O'Connor? She said, I saw the beginning. No. Oh. Now, you can miss the beginning. <laughs> that's, our the ca- that's our carol. But down to the beginning. No, it wasn't. It was our choice. Oh, sorry. Depends on... Oh, was it our oh, Trisha, Frank? Guilt. Mm. <laughs> 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 I've gone a bit um, embarrassed. So, meanwhile... I liked it. I felt less... Um, I mean, I haven't really watched those other ones, but the bits that I have seen, I've felt that they were uh, very um, emotionally manipulative. Whereas the voice seems a bit purer, doesn't it? It's just oh, that's exactly why I like them. About the voice. <laughs> Emotional manipulation. Yeah, I do. Can, that can I say me. that when I was at uh, when I was doing my degree, uh-huh. I embarrassed oh. um, Samantha Brick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a red brick university. <laughs> Sorry, sitting but on that for no, about five minutes. It came minutes. out, and I, with, with with me, it's like um, it's like wind. It has to be released. <laughs> You've got brass in pocket. <laughs> I have. And it's funny you should mention that. Oh, because, um, yeah, in case you <laughs> oh God, should I go here? I'm going to. Um, in case you're, you're not aware of this, um, I, whenever I go to a cash point and take money out, I've mentioned this on the show before, I, I, I always, as soon as it goes in the wallet, I find myself singing to myself, got brass in pocket. I cannot resist it. Um, this week I've had something of a stomach bug. So my doctor said oh. to me, I'm going to give you a small plastic container. Oh, and um, oh, I want no. you to take a—I um, don't want to use—take uh, a sample of um, mm. a, a firm sample, let's say. Uh, yeah, a firm sample, yeah. and uh, and, and oh. I want you to, and I want you to post it to the laboratory. And as I walked to the post box, I sang a, a variant on "Got Brass in Pocket," <laughs> <laughs> which I cannot repeat on this show. <laughs> I told Kath about this. She said, "Is it legal to post that?" <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even addressed to a sex offender. It was, you know... <laughs> Which, or, you know, or a right-wing politician. It would have been... Or even Samantha Brick. <laughs> she must have had a... I was going to say... <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you were going to say. Something loads of stuff this, yes. this week, yeah. But it was... Yes. Um, oh, man. As I, 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 I put it in... Because you get, like, a jiffy bag, you have to put it in a... It, it goes in a little plastic container and then there's a, a protective sleeve. I've never and then heard a of that bag. posting thing. No. No, but it was, it was different. And um, as I... Um, as I was loading it up, I imagined... Loading it up? Well, I ima- no, the, the, the bag. Oh. I imagined it, you know, oh, arriving gosh. at the sorted office. You know, that, you know that W.H. Auden film, this is the night train crossing the border, bringing the cheque and the postal order? Well, it didn't list that. Oh, but it was... Uh, anyway, I don't know, how did we get to that? We were talking about the voice. Of right? course. We were. <laughs> it's an obvious link. <laughs> obvious link? Oh, I think we need to play some music and start again. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, we're currently in the Cockrell's living room. Picture the scene. Oh, yeah. The voice is up to probably at least 28 on the vol control. Well, I would go for an odd number because my mum has uh, has infected me with a weirdness where I would put it on 29 rather than 28. Oh, would you? She prefers odd numbers and now, as a consequence, so do I. They mess you up, your mum and dad, as I believe uh, yes. Larkin once said. Yeah, well, it's a paraphrase, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the radio version of Larkin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you usefully. liked it, Al? I did was... like it, but I'll tell you what, I'm not sure I like that Irish lad on the end, because he... You mean the bloke they've dragged in off the pub? Is he from the, the shins or the... Something? No one knows who he is. He's, no from, one knows he's from one of those bands, and uh, and he's got an, a slightly annoying habit of pressing his button so that he turns around first, and then... Affirming his decision by deliberately going, Yeah! Like, <laughs> I'm really loving this! And just deliberately being a bit gleeful about the fact that they haven't turned around yet and that they can't get into it as much. And it, it just bothers me slightly that he yes. keeps doing that. It's he is a little pleased with himself. Self affirming, I, I, I don't pl- like Didn't it. he play guitar in, uh, in Big Tom's um, backing band? You know Big Tom, the Irish entertainer? No. no, no. I thought you meant. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant Tom Jones. For a I'm trying to remember what band he was in. Was he one of the Drifters? Joe Dolan and the Drifters. Was he <laughs> no, one of those? Not him. It's not oh, him. Okay. He's too young for. But I like it. I uh, I really like Will I Am's face. He's got a lovely face. Has oh. he got a lovely face? Yeah, he's got. A, it's yeah. sweet, isn't it? It's never struck me the loveliness of his face. It's sweet, and I think with him and Jesse J. Um, She's got a sort of a Cleopatra style hair. Mm, coming and at you. Will I am with his little beard and being a bit older than Jesse. We've got an Anthony and Cleopatra thing going on, haven't oh, we? Oh, isn't she? Whereas the I... other channel have got Ant and Deck. Yes. Isn't she, as Cleopatra. I think I might have mentioned before, isn't she a very good Eddie of Hilary DeVay? <laughs> oh, Day. Frank, that's good. Yeah, yeah I think she is. I noticed this week, Frank, you know when famous ones come on, don't famous ones mm-hmm. don't go on The Voice, it's embarrassing. It was uh, one of the ladies from Five Star. She Denise. Well, she? She, yeah, but she looked a bit like a mum at a bar mitzvah. She had the sparkly top. And from the... Five Star? Yes, Denise mm-hmm. Lewis. Didn't they yeah. famously not sing? No, Denise Lewis is an athlete. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. Denise Pearson. I apologise. Oh, I've got so, so messed up now. It's like my, <laughs> like my dad <laughs> telling, telling a story. How dare you? I'll tell what? you something I do like about it is that they do chair dancing. Because like, they're all sat in chairs. They don't... Um, 
they don't the, the way that they express that they're enjoying it is by doing a bit of uh, yeah they do that they sort of swing their arms that about very embarrassing well I do it's bad planning on behalf of the TV people I think they should have been no but whenever, off whenever they join in let's how often does one hear music that you just have to dance to. Never. In the car, maybe. Right. Unless Chair it's the fall. It's like That's the only time I'd ever do that. Yeah, yeah. but you take... Look, <laughs> Talisa, Talisa on um, X Factor, if there was anything a bit urban, she thought, oh, I'm going to have to dance to this just right. to show I'm urban. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and that, I, I can't cope with that. You're still... Frank still loves BGT. You haven't gone off it, even though the crew have started building their part up, which I don't like, Frank. I don't... I, I, see, I, I, I'm not sure I can watch The Voice again after I've seen Jessie J with her vitamin water. Right. Because Jessie J was... At, she advertised some vitamin water. And mm. she she went out in a skin-tight catsuit, thought, I'll get pictures. Mm-hmm. And she just held this bottle of... I mean, it was... I know, you know... I've seen those pictures. And yeah, I'm but not of course you have. On, on, it's on not the, good enough. Right. <laughs> How much money do these people need that they have to lower <laughs> themselves the to holding up a... I mean, it's... Poor Anthea Turner, when she had the chocolate bar at her... She was torn apart. Jessie J, no-one's mentioned the fact... <laughs> To me, I'd, I'd have sacked her on the spot. <laughs> no, it's abs- if she'd have worn a necklace of kitten heads, I would not have been more offended than I were by holding up a bottle of pop, saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling pop. Are you? I thought you were selling pop music, love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I found it viciously offensive. Give me... I, I'd rather they replaced it with uh, Samantha Brick. <laughs> You can text us on eight twelve fifteen. by the way, if you're uh, in the mood. And people have. Someone has texted saying, has anyone else noticed how much Will I Am looks like the Cheshire Cat when he smiles on The Voice? It's but nice. what does the Cheshire Cat look like? Does she mean from the like original illustrations in the book? Maybe, yeah. Mm. OK. And you're saying she. I don't know if it is a she. It's a... Uh, it just says... 417, they sound quite feminine digits yeah, to me. Yeah, I think so, do. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like your mum gone for the odd number. Yeah. Frank, did, what did you make of the... Did you see the girl band on BGT? Uh, I say girl. Yeah, they, um, I know what you mean. They were a bit... Um, they were sort of... Um, they were, were they long in the tooth, is yes. that what we're saying? Well, yeah. they, no, but they were, you know, they were up front about it, but they, they thought they... They were, they were ancient. They, um... <laughs> Well, that's to be harsh. They, they had a bit of a Samantha Brick. They thought they were, a, you know, a really good girl band, and they, they weren't really... They had tutus, Alan. Tutus? Mm. <laughs> tutus and wrinkles don't mix, in, in my experience. No, but, uh, no, I, I, I didn't love them. But I didn't... I, I wasn't impressed uh, by... I, you know, that singer-songwriter guy, he's going to be a big hero. It was, it was on Britain's Got Talent. Mm, oh, yeah. And uh, he's... You know, there's talent and there's talent. I like... Mm. I, on Britain's Got Talent, I really want to see people who can blow stuff out their ears. You know, that kind of weird talent. It's always a singer mm. that wins it, though, isn't it? Cause, uh, no, no, it's always a dance troupe. Oh, don't you remember diversity? Yeah, and what, Talking were, the, of which, what were the Nazi youth... Um, the Hitler Youth Boys <laughs> There was that like a Hitler Youth troupe that won it. You know, they were all athletes painted gold. Oh, yes, I rather like them. I can't remember what they were they called. They were very well, unlike really Anyway, yeah. this, is, this is just middle-aged people talking. We're doing, trying well, to do a show. Here. It is rather, but when you said diversity, that made me think of Sulo. <clears throat> t- can I say one thing? I was very disappointed no, now about... Now it's middle-aged people talking again. Yeah, no, but on <laughs> Britain's Got Talent, 
<coughs> Beatrice von Bourbon. Did you see her? Who was the um, oh, is this the, the burlesque, burlesque dancer? Woman. I yeah, I hate burlesque. I was very it. disappointed. She danced in like you know tassels and stockings and suspenders and uh-huh. all that the way these people do. Yeah. Hate it. And um, no one. For the first time ever on Britain's Got Talent, no one said, "Do you think this would be suitable for the royal family?" <laughs> and that's one of my favourite moments. The brilliant thing about Britain's Got Talent is that it culminates in being on the royal variety performance, a- mm. an event which people stopped caring about in the 1970s. <laughs> and there's something brilliant about that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am asked. In case you're wondering if that's bitterness. <laughs> I didn't like that burlesque thing though. It's just stripper with red lipstick. That's all it is. Yeah, it's no know. different. Well, I think they got a lot attractive. of complaints about that. She was attractive. I woman. think they got a lot of complaints because she practically got a kit off. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's tea time television. So, well, but Subo, and let's let let us not forget this is where she was born. Um, oh. She is now so much part of the establishment, Frank. It's been confirmed that she's going to actually perform at the Queen's Jubilee, isn't she? At the pageant, they're calling it. Is she, is she going to be on the barge? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, I can't. the barge. You know there's a big the barge. It's going right past my uh, my out, my flat. Is there's, it? Uh, there's about 98 boats or something going past, including the Queen's Royal Barge. One oh of my, my favourite daydreams <clears throat> is to uh, imagine myself owning a barge. That's one of, is that's, that one of your favourite daydreams? That's one of the things I go back to quite frequently. I never get one because I remember that I'm nearly six foot four and it'd be a real pain to have to stoop all the time. But I do quite like the idea, so I can while away. Well, this won't have a roof on, I don't think. The queen oh, right. will be out no. on the show. There's some She'll strange be fully people. sunblocked. It's an odd mix. Subo is going to, uh, apparently, she's going to be on a fully operational Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> 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 on, the, on the straddling it. Singing, who's that coming over the lock? Is that a monster? All the way down the Thames. I'm looking forward to it. It's the usual. If there's one thing the royal family are really bad at, it's putting together a, a, a running order of people. Yes. They, they, yeah. al- they always have people. Duran Duran are always. Oh, this year it's Omid Jalili, Martin Clunes, and Susan Boyle. Extraordinary cocktail. Surely Catherine Jenkins is involved. No, but Sanjeev Bhaskar is. I would have thought Catherine Jenkins was an absolute certainty for any is royal that, lineup. Is that really the listings? Yes. But it sounds more like an episode of Celebrity Come Dine With Me or something. <laughs> he's got his cutting, isn't he? <laughs> not, not being cutting. By the way, can I say, apparently someone um, tweeted Catherine Jenkins to say that I had said on this show <gasps> that she was Lucifer. And I, can I say, no. I, I never said that. I said she was Lucifer's representative on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Get your facts right. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm going to cough. <coughs> I've coughed. We'll, we'll there you have an example of uh, tense as used in grammar. Mm. Okay. Lovely. Frank, uh, we've had a text in from Lee Clark. Lee Clark. And he's texted us read some format ideas, TV format ideas for Samantha Brick. Ah, Bricky. Go on. So we've got Brick a Brack, a look at the boot sales of Britain. Brick House, her take on the explosion of house music. Brick Bats, a wildlife programme. <laughs> <laughs> Brick in the wall, an in-depth look at the Great Wall of China. <laughs> I have to say, he's been busy, Lee. Good on him. Building bricks, a DIY show. There's no stopping him. Fabulous. Yeah. 
Thank I'm you very sh- much for that, Lee. I'm sure it's not the same Lee Clark who, until recently, was Huddersfield manager. This would be a strange thing for him but to suddenly fill his days with. Yeah. Exactly. If he's, if he's <laughs> Puns to radio shows. Sitting around. Frank, you were talking about Jessie J earlier and how you felt she might have sold out somewhat. Mm. Um, 465 says, I think Jessie J will miss out as the Necklace of Kittenheads award went to Iggy Pop, I think. Oh, for his, um, his mm. endurance ads. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's terrible. I mean, can I say, I, want, I once heard myself say, every little helps on the end of a Tesco advert. Mm. Well, you know people texting all the time asking if you're uh, the voice of the Autoglass adverts or something like that? I mean, no, I think there's a, there's a, isn't there a man in it who looks like me or something like that? Oh, maybe. No, I can't. I just... I felt so terrible that night. I wept. I wept into my you pillow. Never. I did. <laughs> I had the hottest shower I've ever had in my life trying to clean <laughs> the, the interior filth from me. Oh, so that was my that was my advertising <laughs> days done. <laughs> But I'd never held up a bottle of vitamin water like that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) To living in it. Hey, have you heard that the the Beatles' sons might be forming a band? Oh, yeah. Supergroup. Yeah. I'm not um, sure it'll go under the supergroup category. Isn't it a brilliant idea? It's a terrible idea. It's a bit like No Oasis. (laughs) I feel a bit (laughs) bipolar about it, because I think... I mean, I don't... I, I'm a fan of the Beatles, I really like them, but I, I feel like, as a Beatles fan, I don't like the idea, but I do quite like it to annoy those people that are perplexed by the Beatles' popularity. You know, people that hate the Beatles, and they go, oh! I think having the Beatles' sons do a band as well will really annoy them. So there's a bit of me that really likes it. What people have got really angry about it, so why do they think they should be in a band just because their parents were, you know... Yeah. Oh, just what I was about to say. Um, oh, but come, <laughs> yeah, but come on. They're that, also musicians. That, also, that's how the royal family have operated for generations. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, yeah, Be- Beatles, the... Little Beatles. Yes. Well, so who does it consist of? It's the one who's always smoking in a limo. God, I hope no one describes me like that. Who's that? <laughs> um, Sean Lennon, is it? Yes. Yes, yeah. it's the Sean Lennon one. Who Notable does... absence of Julian Lennon being discussed in it. Notable absence. No, but he's knocking he's on a bit old. now. He's about 50. I think he, yeah. He... And maybe he's too successful himself. Is that part too, of the problem? Julian Lennon has just been described <laughs> as too successful. Is that part of the problem? What, I mean, if, God, that, that puts the other poor and devils in context. <laughs> similarly, somebody said, um, Zach, is it Zachary Starr? Who, yeah. Uh, who's Ringo's... Zach Starkey. Who's he, he was in my, my social circle. Not Zach Starkey. Oh, is oh. Starkey? Yeah, Zach Starkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, it and, is. And he, How dare uh, you? He's a good drummer, isn't he? He's been in, like, successful... Is he? Bands. Suggesting that Ringo wasn't a good drummer? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I mean, oh. um, I was kind of slightly comparing it to the, the Beatles' sons that have been discussed no, the, as possible. This is the no. other the other Ringo son, isn't he? Yeah. You could call him Rongo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, There's Darnie Harrison. That's a very hippie name, isn't it? You can never what lie about your age. What, George Harrison, my friend, hippie name? <laughs> no, but Frank, it's cruel because he can't ever knock any years off because it's so obvious when he was conceived. No, maybe you're right, yeah. Mm. They all look like their dads, which is a, a, a good class because yeah. they've got a look-alike thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. I'll I bet don't the bootleg like it. Beatles aren't happy about hearing about this, are they? You know, all the uh, tribute bands, I bet they're oh, like... No, because oh, got, no you way. can't compete with the actual, exactly, yeah. uh, the actual I do blood. think, though, Frank, I'm sorry, just because the parents have the talent, 
I didn't inherit my parents' ability to smoke and drink into the small hours. <laughs> I think you did. With 70s celebrities. You certainly did. <laughs> I'll tell you what I really like about this, though, is how long it's taken them to have this idea. Like, I think this should have been something that they got out of the system when they were ten in a living room at a party or something. <laughs> And yet now they are in their 30s and it's a business proposition. Well, I did something I, I try not to do. I read Jan Moyer's column in oh. the, the Daily Mail and she, um, sh- she's Lucifer. Yeah, she actually <laughs> and, is Lucifer. And I find generally, if you disagree with Jan Moyer, that um, God will love you. Mm. But um, she, there was actually, I don't know if it's a joke, but there was quite a good joke when she said, she referred to them as Here, Here Come the Sons. Mm. And that um, was good. I'm hoping she... I can't believe there is a, a, a sliver of humour in the dark, flint-like soul of Jan Moyer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. homophobia, but no humour. I like to think that that was a... a, a is it, would it be a copy editor that come up with headlines? Be a, no, it weren't in the headline. It's it was a in sub. the actual... That, I oh, because I was I a sub. headline. To discover that Jan Moyer's got a sense of humour would be... Yeah. That would be terrible news. I thought maybe the Fab Four bears... <laughs> Very good. Frank. Because their their forebears were or or um, Beetlejuice. Is that too? <laughs> is that too crude? No, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's first class. Yeah, and if 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 I was still living in um, in West Bromwich, I would have said uh, Babby Road. <laughs> but I don't think they say Babby in other parts of the country. <laughs> but um, I, that's what we need. We need a name for the yeah the Beetle Boys. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. It's still Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh. Frank, we've had a text in, and um, I like to think this is your sort of relationship corner when you help bring people together. Oh, yeah. Because this is Will Bate. He says, Morning, great show. Please, can you tell my wife I'm sorry and love you loads? Off to rugby, I told her I was working all day. Oh, he's oh, lied. Will. He's gone and lied. Will. Jeez. No, he's lied, but then he's come, he's come good. And, you know, yeah. it's Easter. It's a time for um, resurrection. <laughs> for the, mm. Maybe that's Rebirth. what the Beatles story's all about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, OK. So, um, yeah, Will's sorry that he's gone to the rugby. Because this is slightly tinged for me by the fact that I hate rugby. Mm. I'd rather go to work. <laughs> Even if I worked in... Uh, in an abattoir, I'd prefer it to go into rugby. Well, I definitely would. That sounds good. It does. It? It'd be all right when you yeah. think of it. You could Depends do, what your job is, really. You could punch all the carcasses like Rocky. Get it out of your Oh, system. my God. Well, why do I have lead dead? I'd like it because I could wear white wellies. Imagine and me saying, I'll, I'll bat with the electric thing. See if I can actually kill one with my bare hand. <laughs> I mean, it's going to die anyway. What difference is it going to make? Get no, no, leave me. Be fine. Be fine. <laughs> oh, the complaints we'll get for that. Oh, well, um, you know what they get uh, like about animals. Sh- Luckily, we're out of yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gone, baby, gone. Do you we talked about, I think it was on Not the Weekend podcast, which is, uh, by the way, available for download on Wednesday. Mm. And it's completely different material, only available on the Not the Weekend podcast. Anyway. Uh, we talked on that about letting down our brand. Do you remember when, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh. when people expect you to behave in a certain way yes. and then you behave in... Well, um, West Bromwich Albion are at home today. Lovely. And I am going to miss a West Bromwich Albion home game. Are you, Frank? I'm going to miss why? a West Bromwich Albion home game. You know why? Because I'm going to a hypnobirthing class. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what it means exactly. I imagine that Paul McKenna was born by that. <laughs> by that method, but I could be wrong. 
So, yeah, I'm going uh, hypnobirthing. I think that's lovely. A football match will be... It's actually on. The class is from three till five. It, it, <laughs> it's up. It couldn't class couldn't. more. I can't even read my instant text scores. Let that be a lesson to Will Bate, the rugby fan. Mm. If you want to see every home game, I'm afraid the way forward is uh, celibacy. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> anyway, next is Vicky Blight. Who is one of the nicest people I know in, in this business. Can mm. I tell you that? And there's no joke. She's just lovely. And um, I think that's it, isn't it? And if yeah. have a lovely Easter. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Ta-ra a bit. This is Frank Skinner. 